Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name's John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore police sergeant. In the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we are joined by special guests. We'll be talking about their experiences and issues affecting law enforcement officers, their families, and the community. We'll also be discussing issues in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Check out our daily articles on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. And while you're there, download our free app. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. He's retired U.S. Navy, former Navy SEAL, and retired federal law enforcement officer. And now he's dedicating his life to saving and protecting children in our schools from active school shooters. And he's coming up on the Law Enforcement Today Show. The Law Enforcement Today Radio Show is brought to you in part by Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725 online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has a nationally acclaimed veterans and first responders treatment program offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Law enforcement, firefighters, veterans, and all first responders receive the dedicated and highly specialized treatment they need at Transformations. Their program features first responders and veterans therapists helping first responders and veterans. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725. Online at transformationstreatment.center. Got a special treat in the studio with me. I know you're not used to that. Most of the guests on the Law Enforcement Today show call in. And we have guests from all over the United States. And by the way, if you want to be a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show, we can accommodate you from anywhere. Uh, call in recorded interviews. That's the way we do it. So it doesn't matter where you are. Reach out to me and let me know. First responder, law enforcement officer, family member, spouse, survivor, firefighters, EMTs, dispatchers, corrections officers, and we've even opened up to victims of crime who want to tell their stories because there's so much inspiration in what these people go through that all of us can take a little bit of their experience and apply it to our daily lives and, and learn from their experience. So go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, contact us page, and uh, send us a note or just hit me up on Facebook. Search on Facebook for Law Enforcement Today Radio Show. Click like and follow. Also, our main page, Law Enforcement Today. So in the studio, we have a special treat. We have Hector Delgado joining us because he's in studio because he is located not far from me. Hector, thanks for joining us today. Much appreciated. Thank you very much, Jay. It's uh, great to be here. I've known Hector for a while. We've met many times and talked about some things. We're going to go with some exciting things that he's got to talk about. Uh, A little bit about his background, and we'll go into details about that later on. Hector is a former Navy SEAL. Thank you for your service. He's also retired law enforcement. Thank you for your service there. Thank you. And now that you're officially out of government employment, you've got a special mission, and uh, it involves uh, our children and our schools, active shooters, not just schools, but places of gathering, any soft targets, right? Uh, tell us about the company that you work for, what you do, and what you offer. 
Absolutely. Uh, thanks again, Jay, for having me here. So basically, uh, my company is ASR, Active Shooter Response, and it was developed because we realized that in uh, incidents, uh, active shooter or active assailants, whether it's a school, a place of worship, or even a, a, a workplace violence incident, we've recognized that the time it takes for law enforcement to be notified and respond is where we lose certain individuals, where we lose human life. And uh, what we developed is a, a system that can not only notify law enforcement much quicker, but also alerts the folks under attack, which allows them to either run, hide, and at least uh, lock themselves down. And in essence, saving time, saving lives. Because there is a lot of time that w when someone picks up the phone and calls 911, then that information is relayed via police radio to the local closest unit, they respond. And quite often with, we didn't have the term active shooter back in the day, right. uh, but we would have officers respond and then special weapons teams or SWAT teams or QRT in Baltimore called QRT back in the day, it would take them a while to assemble and get there. So usually it was patrol officers that had to handle it. Right. And back in the day, I'm significantly older than you, <laughs> we had 38 revolvers and a, a Remington shotgun in a trunk with select cars. Right. We didn't have ARs. We didn't have patrol rifles or any of that stuff they have nowadays. Right. Yeah, back in the day, it was, you know, surround and wait for SWAT to come. And mm -hmm. uh, that's changed Or we now. went in. That was the other thing. We went in. It's like you just took your chances or whatever we had. Exactly. You know, but, you know, the, 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 the problem we have today is still is we are forcing our, our well, we'll take schools, for example. We're forcing our schools, our teachers and our students and our, our children, the most important assets, um, to run, to hide, then pick up a phone. And then start engaging if they can, because you know, as law enforcement, you lose all your fine motor, you know, skills under stress. Absolutely. You only have those gross motor skills. So we're forcing them to pick up a phone, make a phone call to a a, a dispatcher who, again, she, he or she, the dispatcher is not unprofessional. We need nine one one. Right. But it's in these cases something has to change. We found that pain point. We found how we can change it. And uh, we're, we're already, you know, we're excited about the progress that we've made so far. One of the features you showed me, a demonstration of the product, uh, and I'll let you explain more later on. It, besides notifying everybody in school that there's a, a, a possible problem, it also directly sends a message to the local law enforcement officers' cell phones, their smartphones, Correct. so they can be self-dispatched, or we used to call on view therefore bypassing the whole 911 system, but they also alerted 911 as Correct. well. So it was kind of a redundant fail-safe system, but That's right. that way if, if a cop is two blocks away, he can respond, That's he right. or she can respond. They don't have to wait while they're driving the opposite direction to head to somewhere else. Sure, you can have a school resource officer who's on one side of the building and not knowing what's going on, and he or she will get that text, get that email, and they can respond. Um, we're also working on getting into directly into dispatch, which is, uh, again, this is, when, when I speak to law enforcement leadership, they are nothing but receptive. Uh, there are a few hurdles that we have to, you know, address and challenge whether it's a statue or what so but we're dealing that we're working with the leadership so uh, uh, there's value and they see that saving that time and getting the, the good gun where the bad gun needs to be neutralized that's what they're they're excited about before we get into more conversation about the details and integrate there's so much stuff we got to talk about how can people get more information about active shooter response your company your products Absolutely, you can get on, um, go to the website, it's www.asralertsystems.com. That's www.asralertsystems, 
nzns.com. And can they contact you directly if someone says, I gotta talk to this cat immediately? Absolutely, they can contact me at hector at asralertsystems.com or you can call me at 561-319-3400. All right, that's awesome. Now, you've got an extensive background. We couldn't talk earlier. We wanted to have you on a show much earlier because you were still active law enforcement. You're now retired. Correct. So now you can speak freely. And this is something that people don't understand. And I always say, courtesy of the NFL, where it's like, well, if they want to have a protest while they're working, they can do that. If you're a professional athlete or celebrity, you can do that. If you're a law enforcement officer, a firefighter, EMT, you cannot. Correct. Most occupations, most spaces of employment, you know, I work in radio on my day music job. I can't say whatever I want. Right. You know, I'm a representative of a company. So that prohibited you from coming and talking about your background, your experience, and and what drives you to do what you're doing with ASR. Well, you know, I served my country. I served uh, in the SEAL team for many years, uh, for 29 years. And uh, I also- Don't say that was, you did 29 years in the Navy? Both active and reserve components, correct. And dude, you don't look a day over 40. <laughs> I gotta find out um, your secret. I don't know what you're doing. No, but whatever it is, I gotta get I'm some there. of that. I'm there. So that was, a, that was a very good career I had, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But uh, uh, when I did go into the reserves, I entered uh, into law enforcement first as a deputy U.S. Marshal working out of uh, Southern District of New York. Then I went to Miami. That's a tough assignment. Both of those are tough assignments. Yeah, Marshalls was, it was a good. It was a good run, and nine uh, eleven happened, and then that's when everybody started thinking about, you know, how do they answer the call? What can I do? Because we 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 were all so affected, and I'm from New York originally, and of course I had a lot of friends and family that were affected by uh, the nine eleven tragedy. So uh, after I nine uh, eleven, I, uh, I lateraled over in the federal government too, and I became a. Uh, U.S. Customs Special Agent, which eventually Homeland Security was uh, developed, uh, and I eventually ended up becoming a Homeland Security Investigations Special Agent, which I retired from last month. Well, thank you for your service there. That that whole HSI, Homeland Security, people forget, was born out of the aftermath of 9-11. Correct, correct. And yet we so often hear in the news from the media people, they'd love to demonize that agency. There's some like stormtrooper type people doing outlander stuff, and I've never met anybody that did anything like that. No, we, you know, the, the, especially my agency, we have a very close working relationship with the locals. Uh, we have task forces, and they're so. Uh, it's a very broad agency. Uh, their mission, so the, they've done a. They do a bunch of different uh, duties and responsibilities and investigations. Well, we're going to take a break here in just a few moments. Uh, we got to talk about Navy SEAL background, which, by the way. I, I grew up in Norfolk, Virginia. My dad is career in Navy. Uh, I spent most of my childhood and teenage years in Norfolk, Virginia Beach, Little Creek area, uh, big Navy SEAL uh, contingent around there. Uh, so Navy's always a big part of our family. Uh, I've got nephews and nieces that serve. Uh, law enforcement, I was deputized as a U.S. Marshal. It's on the DEA task force out of Baltimore. Got to meet a lot of those cats in Miami and, and Baltimore and D.C. area as well. Phenomenal people. So we're talk about that. And we're gonna talk about the elements and dynamics of this phenomenon of, of school shooters. This is Law Enforcement Day Show. We're gonna take a short break. We'll be back with our special guest, Hector Delgado, in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere. Epidemic, America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. 
Countless lives are lost and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Americans are going crazy for a new Italian diet pill that burns three times more fat than dieting alone. And the next 100 callers get three bottles for free. Sold under the brand name Invigorate 3X, this powerful pill triggers metabolic acceleration, a process that's deficient to most Americans, making weight loss a hassle. But a new study shows 30 pounds gone in 90 days with just two capsules a day. Julie B. of Nashville says, I was skeptical. But when I saw a famous doctor made it, I decided to try it. I was shocked. I lost 16 pounds in six weeks. For a limited time, our listeners get three free bottles with a qualifying order. Call 1-800-932-1786 now to get started. Call in the next 10 minutes and also get a free bottle of the doctor's Ultra Detox. And don't forget your free 14-day diet fix. No obligation and 100% free when you call right now. 800-932-1786. 800-932-1786. And we are back to the Law Enforcement Today show. Joining us in the studio. It's a very rare treat to have someone in the studio. Usually it's me talking into a microphone to someone on the phone. So, Hector, I'm glad you're here. It's a pleasant surprise. It's nice to have someone face-to-face to talk with. Well, I'm your neighbor, yeah. so <laughs> just you up are. the road. And by the way, before we go into all the things we're going to talk about, your ASR, active shooter response, uh, we talked about that. We'll talk about that some more. You're a former Navy SEAL. You are a retired law enforcement officer. And you also do something special with the Navy SEAL Museum, which is not that far from us here in South Florida. Correct. Uh, the Navy SEAL Museum is located up in Fort Pierce, Florida. Uh, it, it is actually the birthplace of uh, the Navy SEALs, or should I say the frogmen. Um, back in the uh, 40s, or actually during World War II, uh, the Germans and the Japanese were laying uh, what we call obstacles mm-hmm. in the, uh, they were just laying them just about six to eight feet of water where the uh, allies were going to um, approach. And what was happening during some of these uh, approaches and these invasions were that the service members, the Army and the, and the Marines, we were hitting these landing craft, were hitting these obstacles, and they would jump in the water into eight feet of water, and they would drown because it really was not the beach. So the and Navy, they had all that equipment on that weighed all it down. All equipment yeah. weighed it down. It was just horrible. So uh, the Navy looked for volunteers. And they they drew from CBs and from other ranks within the Navy, and they formed these underwater demolition teams, 
and the training took place right there in Fort Pierce uh, before the causeway was were built. It was a small little secret island, and that's where they did the training. It I was, did not know that. Oh yeah, and it was it, it, and we call Hell Week was developed because of the the time and the urgency to get these uh, sailors and these these frogmen out to war. They had to consolidate the training and accelerate it. So uh, that's where Hell Week was born because five days of hell, mosquitoes and right. the heat and just putting them through. Sleep deprivation, food deprivation. Correct. I go an hour past my meal time and I, <laughs> I'm hangry and I'm cranky yeah. and irritable. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know how they do it. I really don't. Yeah. But and the, I watch some of the shows and I always tell my wife, you know, like Bud's training. and Right. When I was young and I was in the best physical shape of my life, I wouldn't have made it a week. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now, I don't know, and, and it's not the physical aspect as much, which is brutal from watching what they have to do and endure. It's the mental. How Absolutely. they manage to, just for example, if you're listening right now, you ever get like a, a, a chafing spot on your inner thigh and then you're walking around and get sand on it and you try to work. These guys have that 24-7 oh, yeah. for weeks and then you don't ring out. You don't, you don't stop. You keep going. And you're scarred for life when it comes to that chafing stuff. <laughs> that's but, just uh, amazing. No, you're right. Mind over matter is, uh, is the key. And that's one of the things, too, that I do have to uh, call people out on. And I've said it before. Uh, people love to bash millennials. I hear that all the time. And I look at our current batch of enlisted men and women in the United States military and, and young police officers as well and law enforcement officers. But let's look at the special forces. You're talking about people are 18, 19, 20 years old from all walks of life and they are the millennials and the gen y's or whatever they are now and some of these people they totally defy that stereotype they are as tough and as resilient and as strong as any generation prior right well we stripped that we stripped that uh stereotype from them uh <laughs> so they sure. get the buds but uh no you're right these kids are um they're smarter uh we're fighting smarter we're using technology and uh, the, the equipment, of course, the things they've got now uh, from when I started is, is tremendous, you know, in value and in technology. But uh, again, uh, we, we, are, we are at war. There are evil people out there, and, yes. and it's not just the SEALs. Uh, it's called the SEAL team because right. we do have uh, people attached to our team that support us, that get us where we need to fix our things, and we work together, and they're part of that family. So uh, it's the SEALs might be the tip of that that spear, but it is a team effort, and uh, we value our, our And there's so many different effort. ones. You, you've got Special Forces in the Army. You have Special Forces <laughs> Marine, uh, Air Force, those PJs. Those That's right. Those are some some tough tough people. They they do multitudes of tasks that most of us couldn't comprehend, and I, I really don't want to even try. So much emphasis now with our first responders, and what we see. And you talked about enemies and evil people, and I think it's natural here in the United States. People say, "Well, you served your country abroad. We know you saw lots of bad things. We expect you're going to come home damaged and and have some issues to deal with." And no one seems to bat an eye about that, nor should they. But they seem to forget that we have a lot of those same people here. Sure. The amount of violence in our society, and it's for a very, very small population, I say on average about 1% create all this trauma for everybody. And it has a devastating effect on our law enforcement people. And I think now, local civilian law enforcement, for lack of better words, is finally starting to follow the lead set by 
are military veterans, and they've been far more of accepting of it uh, maybe after 10, 15 years of Vietnam. Yeah, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a very good point. You know, we, first of all, I wanna, I, I do, uh, I have a special place in my heart for the police officers, the real police in uniform that are out there on the street putting their lives on the, la- on, on, on the line every day. I mean, as an agent and as a Fed, I'm in an office most of right. the time. You know, yeah, we've got some search warrants and we're going to do some work, but uh, these are the, the men and women out there, so I value their friendship and their professionalism for over the years that I work with them. So, uh, but there is, there is a... Um, that we do have a lot of families that are that suffer, whether they've lost um, their their husband or their wife, or whether the, the you know these guys uh, and these gals they see so much. Yeah. Uh, whether they're delivering a baby or getting shot at, and uh, you know that's a daily event. And uh, I've seen evil overseas, and I've seen evil here, and and these folks live it and breathe it and deal with it every day. And and it's important for their for their fellow officers and for the leadership to identify the triggers and to identify because they've got the pulse of their folks you really need to identify when someone is uh experiencing something and and get ahead of it so uh, yeah we do and and i think we also need as cops for lack of better words we needed to follow suit what our, our vietnam veterans did while they were waiting for the federal government and a VA and everybody else to do the right thing, they took charge and they handled themselves and they started talking to each other. And I think as a family that we need to do the same thing because it's not comfortable. When someone's struggling, it's not a comfortable conversation to say, hey, are you okay? Right. Look, I struggled. I had these issues. I had that. Let's talk. Let's make sure you're okay. Let's talk about the things that are uncomfortable. Sure. And, sure. and when we have an officer on the street that's struggling a bit, we owe it not just to the officer because we expect so much of them, but we owe it to our communities to say, "Hey, yeah. let, let's take care of each other because let's not put someone that's struggling into a bad situation and make it worse." You know, uh, I will tell you a parallel that now that we're on this is uh, I, I know that when uh, my guys come back from overseas, we, we most of the time we try and get the chaplain out there before and we get some counselors out there to explain that, "Hey, you've been gone for six months or eight months, and now you're coming home." Okay, your wife's been taking out the garbage. The, the the garbage disposal's fixed. It broke. You know, you're going to experience certain things. How do you discipline your child? Do you want to? You know, all these feelings that you uh, experience when you come back to the house and how to deal with them. That's for the married guys. But then you've got these guys that are single. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, two weeks ago they were in a firefight, captured, killed, or or was they were doing God's work overseas, and now they're back stateside and they're going out for a beer. They went from 120 miles an hour to 20 miles an hour. Right. How do they, you know, and it's important to give them the right guidance and understand and that uh, there is going to be a change in that operational tempo and to understand and identify that change and deal with it. So uh, we do have our issues in special ops, but uh, we, we try to uh, provide them the best, um, you know, in advance uh, guidance and counseling. So when they do come back from the war, they're prepared. That's a... Uh brings up a discussion I've been having with a lot of people and at first I balked at the term and I thought it was you know, kind of weird and kind of like you know smoke and mirrors and people talk about mindfulness that you know and I'm sure this applies to our veterans I'm not a combat veteran I'm not a military veteran but I have to practice mindfulness I have to watch by state of mind all the time and there's certain things I have to look out for am I getting more irritable than normal Am I finding that uh, more resentful to people I don't even know? Uh, it, am I more hyper vigilant? Are the things like are the someone going to creep out from this 
gas station and shoot at me. It, those sort of things, I can imagine they apply to our special forces as well. We are talking with Hector Delgado. Hector is a retired law enforcement officer, former Navy SEAL, and also president of ASR Active Shooter Response. You listen to Law Enforcement Today's show. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Epidemic. America's public health crisis. These are all terms that describe the current problem of drug and alcohol abuse in the United States. Countless lives are lost, and heartbroken families are too many to count. Transformations Treatment Center is dedicated to saving lives. Call 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Transformations Treatment Center provides a comprehensive range of treatments for addiction, substance abuse, co-occurring mental health disorders, and PTSD. Transformations Treatment Center has many acclaimed treatment programs offering rehabilitation and holistic treatment for all those suffering from substance abuse problems. Transformations Treatment Center. Call 888-991-9725. That's 888-991-9725 and online at transformationstreatment.center. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-451-8603 That's 800-451-8603 Back to the conversation at the Law Enforcement Today show with our special guest Hector Delgado in the studio. Hector is a former Navy SEAL, uh, did a career in the United States Navy, and also a retired federal law enforcement officer and president of Active Shooter Response, uh, or ASR. What's your website again? It is www.asralertsystems.com. Uh, check it out. Lots of cool info. And uh, if you have a school or you have a meeting place, hospitals, anywhere where lots of people gather, uh, so-called soft targets for these whack job active shooters, you need to look at their their products, their solutions, their services, the key people, your employees, your 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 guests, your, your students safe uh, or as safe as possible. This whole active shooter situation, part of me says, you know, it's a new thing. It's a new phenomenon, but it really isn't. I'm not a student of history, but I have researched it a bit. We've had people as far back, I believe, like in the early 1900s that that threw firebombs in American schools and barricaded the doors and had kids killed uh, for whatever whatever whacked out reasons they have why they do these things. And, uh, you know, part of me, I think part of our society gets really wrapped up in the motive 
why do they do this? What's their backstory? What's the kid's excuse from right. Parkland? I'm for one, it's like, I don't care. I don't want to know the guy. <clears throat> I don't want to know anything about him. But we've got to look at learning what drives these things. What are the motivations? What are the things that they do? Right. As best as we can. And I know you can't explain it perfectly. Right. No, I think, you know, I used to uh, hold a lot of active uh, shooter and, or active assailant seminars, and I would put out a lot of data of the profile of a killer, the profile of a shooter. If you look at uh, Cho in Virginia Tech, uh, what happened there, you know, he was. Um, he was writing essays and, and giving hints as to what he was doing. But there were signs and there, no one there caught was, it. There were signs, but back then, you know, you've, you've got academia over here and you've got law enforcement over here and they look at law enforcement, oh, they just direct traffic on the, on the Saturday college football games and there was no monthly meetings. There was no trust there. So that's changed. But back then, you know, there, there were people were exhibiting these signs, these triggers. So and my focus now is where I don't care about that profile. What I do care about is how can I, we know that it's gonna happen, unfortunately. Right. It's gonna happen again. What can I do, what can we do at ASR to deter it or at least have a notification process in place that will save lives because it's, uh, and, and again, our system is not a Second Amendment discussion. It's no. not a left, right, or center discussion. And people it's love just, to make it that. Exactly. Just, I, I don't know not. what it is. And even in law enforcement today, it's, I, I wrote a piece about uh, our law enforcement first responders losing the social media battle. And part of what I put in there is no matter how hard we try to write a story and post it, someone sees politics or someone sees race in it. It doesn't matter yeah. what it's about. They will always jump to that. And that's a statement about them. That's not a statement about us. Right. So what you do has nothing to do with this. Not at all. No weapons involved. It's just, it's a security. It's it, it's a solution. Now, what are, what are the... Uh, what are the states doing um, in the schools? You know, they're, they're trying to make a comprehensive, take a comprehensive approach to hardening their surfaces or their, their structures, uh, training, they're up, updating and upgrading their technology. And of course, maybe enhancing their the level or the number of SROs. But, uh, but Baltimore, my old city I retired from, just the school board won't allow their police to be armed in the schools. They just, that just hit the news. And right. that's been that for a couple of years. Although they have one of the highest murder and shooting right. rates in the United States. Yeah. That uh, makes no sense. It's it's uh, it's it's unbelievable because you're right, you know. I look at I start looking at the temperature across the country and I've traveled across the country uh, for ASR and I see that there's certain areas that are um, that are that would accept these school resource officers that have weapons and then there's others that it's a different culture. But uh, unfortunately, it's going to take that that trained school resource officer with a weapon to stop that that person, that evil person. And, why uh, is that? I, I know the answer, but for the benefit of those listening, why is that? Well, it, it, you can put a, a number of countermeasures, you can put deterrence, and et cetera, et cetera, but someone who's got a gun who's intent on massacring folks, the only way you to neutralize that person is is to take them out. That's it. That's it. it, That's it. Just I, I love line. the analogy of, uh, it must have been a boxer or someone, maybe it was an MMA fighter, said, you know, everybody's got a game plan when they go into a fight. Uh, Mike Tyson, I believe, said it. Everybody's got a game plan for going to fight until they get punched in the nose. Right. So when these active shooters go in, they have a they have a plan. They want to inflict as much damage as they can. They want to kill as many people. They want to get as much as publicity for right. them as they can. 
and they will do that until someone forces them out of their offensive posture into a defensive posture. That's right. And the only way you're going to do that, I don't throwing protractors and pencils at them ain't going to do it. No, no. Throwing dusty erasers at them is not going to do it. You got to put lead down yeah. down range. Yeah, and you also again part of this uh, uh, for schools is you have to make your school. And I won't say unattractive, but you have to make that killer who's the all of them, they collect intelligence, they yes. watch, right? They collect, they observe, and they go, okay, this is the day I'm gonna do it, this is how I'm gonna do it. But if you've got certain things in place where someone goes, wow, no, that, oh, as a matter of fact, I'm that's- I'm going a different place. Yeah, I yeah. think I'm gonna go somewhere else. And look at that SRO, he's in shape, he's young, he's observant, and, or she, and you know what, I think I'll take my chances elsewhere. So there's a number of different things we can do from, from law enforcement as well from the administration, from superintendents down to teachers and to students to be more aware. We don't wanna make a police state, but at the same time, we must be aware. We must see something, you say something, and, uh, and hopefully you, know, you can defend and, and, and deny uh, an action like this take pl- taking place. We wanna make it look as, as unattractive to anyone as possible. And here's a great example. And I, I know someone's going to say, "Oh, he needs help." Yeah, well, <laughs> that goes with the territory. Uh, I joined a gym uh, not that long ago. I got to go back. I, I've been out for a while after an accident. But uh, the guy said, "Why do you want to work out?" And I've worked out for years, you know, for decades as, as a police officer. And I said, "I want if a bad guy sees me with gray hair and everything, says I, that's an old man I don't want to mess with. That's that's exactly what I want to do, and that's exactly what we need to do." in my opinion, with our schools, our hospitals, shopping malls, anything like that, we want somebody who has bad intentions, who says, I want to hurt people, to say, that's not the spot I want to go to. All right, and not only that, Jay, we spoke about mindset, right, earlier. You also, you want to be able, you know, our mind, as we get older, our mind tells us we can do this, but can we physically do it? So that's important, especially when I teach uh, these active shooter seminars is, hey, if you think you can do it, you better do it. That means staying in shape. Right. You know, I hear, well, who owns a gun? Everybody raises their hands. Okay, when was the last time you shot? Well, I, uh, a year ago. I said, shooting is a perishable skill. It Not is. only that, are we shooting under stress? Did you run, it's do push-ups? It's a totally so, different situation a, between right. shooting at paper targets and then we have a gunfight, guy shooting you, you shooting Correct. back, and he's running, you're moving. And TV doesn't help that. You no, know, movies don't help that. It's, so back to our conversation about active shooters, keeping our schools safer, our communities safer. I think you hit on some really key points. Having well-equipped, well-trained, well-qualified school resource officers or police officers there would be a good deterrent. Having systems like yours there and letting people know that it's there make someone think twice about wanting to inflict harm there. And as a parent, you know, my daughters are, are adults now, but that protective side of me doesn't go away. Right. And as a police officer, the people I cared about the most, you know, you care for everybody, but was the children. And that was the one that, that, that bothered you the most when you couldn't protect them. So part of my law enforcement DNA and parental DNA is like, we should do whatever it takes to keep them safe. You know, you're 100% right. Yeah, I will tell you this. You can take my resume and the seals and all this stuff, put it over here. The reason why that I'm involved in leading this with ASR is, is because my daughter 
goes to high school. She's a freshman. And and I uh, of course I love her, but listen, her and her friends, they're concerned. We've got the Stoneman Douglas anniversary right around the corner. There's a lot of anxiety in South yep. Florida and uh and it's all, important all, all and around. I'm passionate about it. And and I and you're right. I've attended PTA meetings. Teach, uh, these parents, they see the system, they go I want this in my school. Why isn't it in the school? So we've got a lot of support and it's growing. We're going to take a short break. We're talking with Hector Delgado. This is the Law Enforcement Today Show. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-663-5107. 800-663-5107. That's 800-663-5107. Got an old car? You can donate it, whether it's running or not, to the United Breast Cancer Foundation and save a life. They'll even come and pick it up for free. The United Breast Cancer Foundation has saved hundreds of women's lives through their free or low-cost breast screen exams. But now they need your help. The United Breast Cancer Foundation wants to save more lives through early detection by offering women free or low-cost breast screening exams. And donating your old car, SUV, or truck, whether it's running or not, helps pay for them. Plus, you get a charitable tax deduction. Help the United Breast Cancer Foundation save lives by donating your old car, SUV, or truck. Call now for free pickup. 800-280-9435-800-280-9435-800-280-9435. Call right now. That number again is 800-280-9435. This is the Law Enforcement Today Show. I'm John J. Wiley, joined by special guest Hector Delgado in the studio. It's so nice to have another breathing person in here. Normally, we do all this technology-wise via the phone. Again, if you want to be a guest on the Law Enforcement Today Show, just we can record you from anywhere. Uh, call in. Just go to our website, lawenforcetoday.com, contact us page. Hector is a former Navy SEAL, retired U.S. Navy, retired federal law enforcement officer, and president of Active Shooter Response Systems uh, website address again www.asralertsystems.com. Such a cool product you have. When I say a product that that kind of minimizes what it is, this is a suite of products that people use. Give us an overview of what active shooter response systems are. Sure. So, uh, our components, um, what they are is you have a siren and strobe that we put in corridors of hallways. For example, in a school hallway, we'll put a siren and strobe up there, and that uh, emits a blue strobe and a very loud, annoying siren when the system's initiated. And those disorient. <clears throat> I, it, it, maybe it's not as intense as a flashbang grenade, but seeing that constantly will, will make you 
think about right. what you're doing. Take you off your, your, your game plan. Absolutely. I was installing it into Jupiter Christian School two weeks ago, and someone asked the question, well, what if we shoot it? And I said, I want that that person to shoot it. That's one less round. It's not going to affect the system. And at least we've stopped that evil person to uh, from killing more people, or at least distracted them. Um, and then we also have stationary buttons, which we put throughout the school. And we also have pendants. The pendants could be mobile, and they can be uh, as well as they could be stationary. But the key is when the system's initiated, it not only notifies law enforcement immediately, it notifies everybody in the school teachers and students so what does that do that allows teachers and students to know that where it is it tells you exactly where the button was pressed so if it was pressed on the first floor room 103 it'll say that in a text and then in an email so now law enforcement knows where to enter and the teachers and the students know that something as bad is going on maybe we don't want to run out onto the field this is an active shooter maybe we should lock down and hold what we have it gives them that instant information to make a command decision to save their lives so you can almost keep track of where the bad guy or perpetrator is you could you could now we do have we could plus the system up with uh rfid and tracking these pendants but the intent right now is just to notify everybody. Uh, again, it's a, it's a time dynamic. Time is so crucial. Yeah, it's time is time is what where the uh, uh, where people. That's the gap there. Trying to you know, I have a uh, uh, an audio tape, but I'll play for you in the future. And it's basically, it's a student that was from Stoneman Douglas. She ran, she hid, and then she wanted. She had nine one one on the call, but she could not tell them where she exactly was, why? Because she didn't want to talk because the killer was, you know, she could hear him walking through the hallway. So again, one little button does all the calling and talking for you. And how how old was this person when they went through that? They were, she was 16 years old. That's the stuff of nightmares and of, no. of, of bad horror movies. You think where you're standing there, you're hiding somewhere, the killer's walking by. And you know, watching the movies, you go, you get sure. really all wrapped up in it and think, oh right. my goodness, this is something that people really went through. And it's not just at Stoneman Douglas. And it was at, uh, what's the one in Connecticut? Uh, oh, uh, it was in um, Sandy Hook. Sandy Hook, sure. Uh, and that guy, he just busted a window to gain entry, yeah. you know, and he was a total loser. Yeah. And you remember, we're talking uh, we're talking active shooters. You have active assailants that can come in with a machete. You have. Right. Corporate headquarters. You've got the UPS incident that happened up there. The Washington Navy Yard. We Absolutely. had Fort Hood. Sure. Uh, so I was just thinking, so many different places that need this. If you have a large congregation of people, we just had one active shooter at a, I believe, UPS facility yeah, in, in, in Maryland. Maryland, correct. Uh, and it doesn't matter why people get wrapped up again in the why. Right. Uh, right. Ex boyfriend mad at the ex girlfriend does it really matter if he's there trying to hurt people does it really matter why that's right if yeah. is he out of his mind i'm i'm sorry as a retired law enforcement officer i don't care right. is he mentally ill i don't care if he's threatening the lives of other people that threat needs to be neutralized immediately agreed the reason why is secondary all right and that's stuff that could be examined for months and months and months sure um in in a way it we get so wrapped up. It's like when these we talk about these things as a society, we talk about these things, active shooters, and we get where we lose our priorities. Instead of the threat is the problem, they want to focus on all the causation. Right. Well, he felt isolated. He felt bullied. He felt whatever. And I'm not trying to make fun of him. Yeah. 
You know, I, I will say that, uh, and I'll just use Stoneman Douglas, I think that you're gonna see a change in the future where how the, the school manages incidents with their students, because you can have, like in the case of Nicholas Cruz, violations and, and bad behavior inside the school. Well, what about the cops that were dealing with him outside the school? with no clue with what was going on. We and need vice better, versa. We need better communication, and Absolutely. I think that's gonna change for the better. And I deliberately stay away from the conversation about the officers that were there. I have my opinions, just like anybody's been in law enforcement, I'm sure the military guys as well, when they saw that, they were extremely upset, but I wasn't there. You right. know, and ultimately, it's easy to make a call from the comfort of my radio control room sure. when you know I'm not there on scene. Well, I will tell you this. Um, I have worked with uh, the Broward Sheriff's Office for many years. I've conducted search warrants. We've worked side by side. We've arrested- There's some great a, police Exactly. Down there. What happened there and the behavior of that one person is not reflective of that no. agency. And um, so I, you know, I say that because I still have friends there and colleagues. And they should, so. that's the way it should be. But people always say that, and I take exception to this all the time, they'll say, the actions of this officer in Pennsylvania tarnished the reputation of every police officer across the United States. And I said, right. no, they didn't represent me. Right. There's nothing to do with me. True. Why they want to make it about that, I, I just don't know. Before we lose track of time, we've got a couple more minutes left. I want to make sure people have all the information you need to get more details about your product, about what you offer. If they have questions, where they can get some answers. Sure, absolutely. So uh, again, I'm on www.asralertsystems.com. We offer the, the threat alert system. We also have a medical alert system and we have a remote alert system. We can talk about that in the future, but these are systems that uh, can protect your organization, your school, your place of worship, your corporate headquarters. And uh, I'd love to come out here uh, to your location, provide a, a free assessment of what your needs are and hopefully we can get our systems into your your um, organization. It's not just schools that need your product. What are some of the other type of establishments that should be interested? We, we are engaged with uh, other synagogues, uh, Jewish Federation of Palm Beach. We just had Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, absolutely. We're in places of worship in general, corporate headquarters that have multiple floors. Uh, we're engaged with stadiums and with um, concert halls. Um, uh, just you name it. Shopping malls. We've had some active shooters in, in shopping Absolutely. malls recently. We've we've we have met with uh, the Gardens Mall uh, Director of Security. I've spoken with Simon and Forbes, the owners of these large malls across the country, and uh, we are taking you know steps in providing proposals to uh, help enhance. Again, they have unarmed security officers. We can at least get the ball moving with them. Uh, initiating our system. So, and what they always say, the old saying is four, forewarned is forearmed. So you can have all the weapons in the world. If you have no idea what's going on, correct. you could be useless. On the same token or the side of the coin, you could be unarmed but get information and get access to people to get help you there. Uh, right. it, I'm sure that people listening are say, I, I've got some questions. I'm not ready to commit to this. I don't want a demonstration, but I want to talk to someone and find out more. Do they call you? Do they go to your website? Yep. What you do can, they do? You can go to the website. We've got a 1-800 number there. You can email info at asralertsystems.com and you can ask questions or you can hit me on Hector at asralertsystems.com. Remember, that's asralertsystems. It ends in an S.com. 
Hector Delgado, thanks so much for your service, and thanks for being a guest on the show. Very much appreciated. Thanks, guys. Please come up and visit the Navy SEAL Museum. In every community across the United States, we have law enforcement officers. We have first responders. We have incredible stories of heroism from our first responders. From law enforcement officers, EMTs, paramedics, firefighters. In addition to that, we have heroic crime victim survivors. If you want to tell your story of survival and how you recovered and how you rebuilt your life, feel free to contact us. We'd love to have you as a guest on the Law Enforcement Today show. We made it so easy to get a hold of us, too. There's many different ways. Go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. The Contact Us page is the webpage. Download our free app on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. You can contact us through the free app. You can contact us on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram. Heck, send me an email. My email address is J, that's J-A-Y, at lawenforcementtoday.com. You see, we'd love to hear your story. And we know, we hear so often, I have a story to tell, but no one will give me a platform. Law Enforcement Today is your platform. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here at Law Enforcement Today. On behalf of everyone associated with the show and the website, This is John J. Wiley. Until next time, see ya.